What up? This is Yinka Dez. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. Yeah. We got a guest today, right? Special guest, man. The homeboy, Bezo. You want to tell the people a little bit about yourself? Oh, what's going on, gentlemen? Appreciate y'all inviting me to the show. No doubt. A little about myself. Uh, went to school with these two gentlemen right here that you University hear on the University of Virginia. Wahoo Wah. Wahoo Wah. Um, just a just a general music lover. Just love music. Yeah. I come from the seven five seven. Born and raised in Chesapeake. Nice. And I just love listening to music. Dude. When you say you love listening to music, what are you listening to right now? Right now, I'm listening to Prince. They gotcha. just released Prince's catalog, or at least a good portion of his catalog, on iTunes. So when I usually drive to work in the morning, my forty five minute drive. I uh I listen to Prince B size. So would you say you've always been like a Prince fan, or or are you kind of just get really getting up on it now that his music is more available? I've always been a Prince fan, but his catalog is so vast. Right, right. It it, it could take a lifetime to listen to. <laughs> this is true. Right. So yeah. you know he, he he's done every genre. Yeah. Rock and roll, R and B, funk, hip hop. He's 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 literally done all of it. So. So how you feel about his music being now more readily available with his the way he currently or he used to control his music when he was with us? Yeah, now it's on Spotify. How you feel about that? Well, or not Spotify, iTunes, right? iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. Yeah. Well, for the consumer, it's, it's great. But as far as Prince, uh, that I don't think that's the way that he would have put right. the music out there. Yeah. Uh, it was very... Uh, about controlling the rights right, to the music right, and why right. do other people get all the money and get the rights to the music when you are not a creator of the music right you don't come up with the ideas yeah you literally are just a distributor right and at the point where i can go digital i don't even need you as a distributor anymore yeah and prince led the digital revolution as far as being able to distribute music sure and i, I mean we talked about it a little bit earlier but you know uh heard that jay-z kind of in the 11th hour tried to swoop in and get control of the catalog but he was outbid he wasn't able to to control it so it's kind of interesting to see how you know it is spreading and and I, because i think slowly more and more of it is going to become more available you know they had the all of the stuff that was locked up in that vault in his house mm-hmm. is yeah. now like being made i think somebody bought it or something i don't i don't really One know of the major details. music groups did but yeah, yeah they so, said they're gonna be releasing that so eventually that's gonna come out well what about you Yinka? what are you listening to these days Man, what am I listening to? Uh, so uh, I, I think we're probably gonna have to do a whole other podcast about this. But um, lately I've been you know messing with uh you know like Kaytronada, like okay. a lot of Kaytronada stuff. Um, Sid, Sid the Kid, who was originally from um from Ty- what was Tyler the Creator's group? The what, who's group? Uh, Tyler the Creator and um, see it from the internet. Yeah, she's from the oh, internet oh, now. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah, was yeah. previously from the the group Odd with the Odd Future. There you go. Okay. Yeah, so she just put out her her solo album. Um, so I think those are like the things that I've lately been listening to was okay. like stuff that's a little bit off the beaten path. I've been uh, I've been taking it back. the uh, The two albums that I got in my car right now that I'm listening to are the Pete Rock Soul Survivor Joint. I need to go and, back to that. Uh, Raphael Sadiq's uh, Instant Vintage. <clears throat> Can't you know that's like my favorite album. I know. I know. I, know. I, I love that album. But uh, something that, that came out just recently, I was listening to was that Remy Ma diss track, yo. Y'all, y'all, y'all hear about that? Yes, see, you did. hear about that Sheetha? Yes, we did. The Sheetha. You see, you heard that? I heard it. Bezo, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that one? Well. 
It was no subliminals. <laughs> it was no subliminals. You yeah. know who it was for? Yeah. And it sounded like she laid a lot of facts or alternate facts these days. Alternate <laughs> facts. All facts on the table. But yeah. um, it's been, what, 24 hours, gentlemen? Yep. I have not heard a rebuttal. Uh, so hold on, are we supposed to hear a rebuttal? I I didn't I didn't I don't even have a context for this. I was yeah. at lunch or I was at dinner last night, uh-huh. and one of the ladies that was at dinner with us uh-huh. was uh, said, "Oh my god, like it's on my Instagram is blowing up, my Facebook is blowing up. Supposedly Remy Ma just ended Nicki Minaj's career." I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. Fuck out of here, Remy you know, Ma. You know that hyperbole. Yo, yeah. My dad was telling me the same thing, so I'm like, all right, so who? So is it? Is it? I love that. I, I love so all right. I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but no, I no. love I love the fact that that people that don't give a fuck about rap are acting like or or get a, a moment where they give a fuck about rap. Like I love that shit because it's like, <laughs> like yo dog, you were doing your makeup five minutes ago. You were in a beehive. You never cared about rap. Now all of a sudden you like oh these bars. Like what do you know about? Well bars? maybe well you maybe they do care about rap. They just don't. They probably don't. Put as much energy into it as as we do, or fair, at least as, as much as we used to. I don't but know. But but isn't it dope for it to be like something that we care about is like a mainstream topic that everybody is discussing? Well, I can't even say that I care about it. Like <laughs> like, I, so this is me. I'm. I hear the I hear the lyrics right. right, like, right. I, I, I I hear that she's got this diss track, so I pull it up and I'm listening to it. And at first I'm like, ah, oh, it's whatever. You just talk about the fake ass, like no one cares. Right. And then she got into a few bars and I'm like, all right, she talking about all the whole contractual stuff. You yeah. know, five dudes touching it before you touching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my old masters. Uh, she had a few other lines that were really like kind of dope. And I was like, all right, it's it's a, it's a, you know, she got her on a, on, on a battle. Right. But what I don't see happening is I don't see this being an end to Nicki Minaj's career. Like, I don't no. see that at all. Yeah. And I think, I think even to go Definitely back to not. what Bezo was saying, he said, yo, it's been 24 hours and there's no response. And that's hilarious to me just because we're literally in a world where as consumers, we want the artists to give us everything right away. <laughs> and, and, and Meek Mill, you know, one of the biggest reasons why Meek Mill was on the losing end or at least, you know, I think that's the consensus, right? That he was on the losing end of this battle. Was I mean, he took too long to respond. Won, so. <laughs> You're right. Agreed. He yeah. took too long to respond, right? Did Did he even? Re- I, I never even heard his response. He responded actually a lot, but I mean, uh, I, I never heard. The, it, there was I like a care. whole. Remember, there was the whole Funk Master Flex was like, there, "There's a rebuttal and there's a response, and <laughs> I'm gonna that. put it out tonight." And then it never happened, and everybody was like clowning. So you know. But 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 to go along those lines, like I almost think it doesn't behoove Nikki to respond. Like I think if if I'm Nikki personally, um, I, I holler at Safari first because I can't write my own yeah, music. I didn't even but, know who um, the fuck Safari was. Oh okay, her yeah, her, her ex boyfriend that was wrote, writing like wrote, that, like all of her stuff, right? Oh that's funny. So yeah, she wasn't writing like that. But uh, but anyway, I holler at Safari. I get him to help me write an album that's all hits. <laughs> I mention some subs. I mention Remy in some subs. I don't even put her actual name on any of the joints. Yeah. And then I put my shit out. It goes platinum, and nobody ever talks about Remy Ma again. If I'm Nikki, that's what I what my goal is personally. Yeah, I'm kind of with you as well. And she responded yeah. on Instagram, basically talking about the sales of the all the way up, that, right? man. Mm-hmm. Which that's which, the weakest. Weak weak comeback. Here's the thing, comeback though. Ever. It weak is a comeback, comeback right? It, yeah. it is a weak comeback. But 
that's kind of how I felt about it as well. I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, look, she dissed her great, like, and and yeah. and she's laid in, you know, whatever. Yeah. But at this, at the end of the day, Remy Ma is not going to sell records, right? At least I don't see it happening. I mean, maybe she will. Right. I just I don't see that happening. Well, let's compare it to the Meek Mill versus Drake situation. <laughs> right. Meek okay. Mill is never going to sell. Right. Will never it sell on right. level to Drake. Right. right. But Meek Mill came out and made that diss track, and Drake said, "Hold up, right. hold up," and destroyed him. Yeah. And I feel like if But is we, Nikki capable of that? That's what we don't know. But I put Nikki and Drake, I put them roughly on the same footing, the same level. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I mean I think they both they both incorporate ghostwriters. I think though, um Drake has been subbing niggas forever, right? And he's also, to me, one of the best social media artists of all time. Yeah, he's pretty good. I don't think his bars won that battle. I think the memes won that battle. I think all the stuff he did on the internet, the way he timed it, that's that stuff won. I don't think Nikki's team is that good at that. She no. has access to the same team. Fair-ish. I don't know. I don't know, right? Because you know Young Money ain't Young Money anymore. You, 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 you know, know what? what? I'm going to bring up a point that my girl was saying, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a very good point, that I'm surprised that she cared about it, but right. she still felt this way. Mm-hmm. And that is that when Nikki came up, like she had no challengers. Yeah. And I think that yep. that kind of goes into what you're saying, like, oh, well, with her team is not good. Her, her team didn't need to be right. strong because exactly. she had no competition. Mm-hmm. And and that's the reason why I think I think Nikki's at a level, right, where she transcends rap music, right? Like she's just, uh, she's a, a popular artist. Yeah, she's just and, a pop and, artist. And so, like why why come down you know we, we we went to vietnam and we fought in the trenches against the vietnamese and that's why we lost mm-hmm. like if that's not your playground why come down there and try to do that like i think I, if i were her i would stay away from that like she's winning from a pop perspective just stick to the pop i i i mean i'm I feel the exact same way. I want you. Yeah. So yeah. So you want to go into the the uh, the topic for this week? Yeah. So the reason why we had Bezo on this episode is because we're going to talk about um, the hip hop careers and influence of Virginia uh, musicians. Yeah. And, and so, so as we said earlier, Bezo Brandon, he's from the Chesapeake area, but he also had um, a friendship. Yeah. Uh, it was an acquaintance, friendship, relationship, networking, association, whatever, with yeah. a particular producer that were one of the producers that we're going to talk about. Right. So I, I can talk about the origins, actually, of us putting this together. Okay. Um, I think it really stemmed initially from, you know, we did a salute me or shoot me. Um, and I argued that Dr. Dre versus, you know, DJ Quick, I felt as though DJ Quick made the sound of L.A. in terms of hip hop. And um, and then, you know. I kind of in my mind, I said, well, what is the VA, the sound of Virginia in terms of hip hop? Um, and then I bumped into my man Bezo in the club, you know, my man 50 grand from back in, in the in the UVA days. I got stories beyond stories, but we don't have to put them out or, or here. <laughs> um, but and and I, we were having a conversation and I was talking about how I think Bink is somebody who I would have been OK with when we had the conversation about who's the most underrated producer of all time. Right. And Bezo shares, well, actually, yo, I have a personal relationship with Bink, X, Y, and Z. So you want to go into that? Um, Being from the 757 and, and listening to the music, I did have the opportunity to come across him one time. And I came across him through my cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of producers that you will never, ever hear of from the 757, from Virginia, like like any other place. Right. But it's a lot of people doing music. Like mm-hmm. Knots and... 
Yeah, it's tons. Like it's that. tons of people that you would never hear their name that have made contributions to music. Their names will never have credits and 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 things like that. So right. you know, I was fortunate. I'm you know I'm a young boy. I'm hanging out with my older cousin one day, and that's who actually uh really really started teaching me about music mm-hmm. and, and 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 how to make beats. I mean, you got to think about this was maybe whew, I really started getting into music. Oof, I say seriously, eight, 18 years ago. Right. 18 years ago. I'm 32 now. Mm-hmm. So back then when you used to make music 18 years ago, if somebody had an NPC in their house, <laughs> right. that was a huge yeah, deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, to have a mixer in your house, a 1680 mixer, that was a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. They had the keyboard. That was a huge deal. Yeah. Like people didn't even have computers. Like you didn't, <laughs> right. you, didn't, you, you, didn't you didn't take your music over to a computer. There wasn't Pro Tools. There wasn't yeah. Logic. Because yeah. if you had Pro Tools, you must be a millionaire. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah, you were a professional studio. The Waves Diamond Bundle. That's 10 grand software. Right, right. I mean, and this is back when Pro Tools, you had to have the, the whole hardware rig. Yeah. You couldn't even hook it up to a normal computer. You yeah. had to have a special computer for it. Yeah, so right. you're going back then. So this is how I I, I got introduced right. into hip hop and people making beats was was through my older cousin who was seven years older than me and mm-hmm. him uh trying to like 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 anyone who's ever been in the music trying to make it right, right. trying to make it so yeah. I, I I got I got a, a, a passion to see right. as he went around to different places and different studios right. and met people and yeah. network with people and yeah. some people you've heard of before some people you'll never know all very talented right talented musicians and, yeah, and, and great thinkers of, of music yeah. so and one of these uh one of these times I'm just riding around with him and mm. We ended up at that particular studio and yeah. had a chance happening and bumped into him. I was like, you got to be kidding. So you already so knew who Big yeah, was. I, yeah, I knew who he was because I, I knew who he was from the Blueprint. I'm the type of okay, guy, yeah, yeah. I used to buy CDs. So when I went to work, right. when I got my paycheck, every paycheck I got, I went and bought a brand new hat, brand new fitted, <laughs> and a CD. Yep. Go get my hat, then I'm going to Best Buy and get a CD. Man. And I bought CDs because I always wanted to see who was making the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to know who the engineers are. Mm-hmm. I want to know who's mixing the music. I want to know who the writers are. Yep. So I come across me. Plus, back when Blueprint came out, it was still somewhat acceptable or normal to actually purchase music. Yeah. We have to put that in there too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People were definitely downloading music. We were downloading a shit ton of music my freshman year when Mm -hmm. that album came out. Mm -hmm. But it was still, if you went to the store to buy an album, you weren't crazy. Like if I do that, when I buy music now, people are like, you buy music still? Yeah, I think around the blueprint time too, like we weren't quite at the point where you could really download full albums like right. like it, it, it happened here and there but it was more like Napster Sing- like one yeah. song and it took you like 17 minutes to get you know like a 30 second track or something like that people don't know how sitting good there they got like- we streaming music to our phones right. people understand this oh, you man, ride around in your car streaming yeah. music from your phone but, but that's why that's why it was such a good hustle for the people that were able to bootleg oh, yeah. correctly yo, or shout effectively out to, shout out to my boy B yo my man wow. my man made it all the way through school it's just off bootlegging CDs. I ain't say it's government though, yo. That's <laughs> yeah, but if you were good at downloading the music, yeah. you can get something in like two hours and you can go ahead and burn that joint yeah, man. and then and sell it for like, you know, five dollars here, five dollars there. Next time I was you know, talking you to one of my boys. Easy Mac in the store. I, I was talking to one of my boys and he was telling me, he said, Yo, you have no idea how much money I made off the Backstreet Boys CD. He said the Backstreet Boys might have put me through college. <laughs> he sold so many copies of that Backstreet Boys, yo. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, but yeah, back to your, your your story, yeah. Oh, so 
So you so you came across you know Bink because you had had read read about him or whatever you know in the in the blueprint. Yeah. So so tell us about that particular experience. Like what what happened? What day? Where where was it? Okay. So I think this might have been after my maybe my first year. Right. So I just finished up first year and I and I was home for Christmas break. Again, you know, I stopped by my cousin's house. I wanted to hear the new music that he been working on. Mm-hmm. At this point, he just got Pro Tools at this point. Nice. Yeah, so he been, uh, you know, making it. That's when the analog. inbox when the inbox first came out. Right. That first that, inbox. Again, huge deal. <laughs> right. Huge yeah. deal. Yeah. So you know, he's over there, he's working on some stuff. He's like, hey yo, man, let's go take a ride. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. So you know, we riding around, we end up in downtown off. Mm-hmm. And uh this is like uh the when you looked at when you look at like the building, you did not know what was in this building. You would have no idea. It looked like a you know like an old like jewelry store or some shit right, like that. Right. So we walk in there, walk through the through the glass doors, uh, uh, what looked like an old pawn shop or something. Walk upstairs and it's a studio up there. Right. And it's like a it's a it's a it's a studio. Right. Right. I'm like, damn. Okay. Go in there. He start introducing me to people. Um, I don't think I ever saw. I don't think I saw his face. Right. Right. This time, like you didn't see. You, yeah, didn't see you just saw the name. Yeah, right. I always was accustomed to seeing his name, so he was like, yeah, so I went in there, he started introducing no dude, introduced himself, and then uh, he was already in there working on something. Right. So, dude's a hell of a drummer. Oh, yeah. Like, hell of a drummer. Oh, yeah. So, he got a live drum set in yeah. there. It's a guitar player in there, mm-hmm. and they just sitting back, just, just vibing. He just sitting there playing the drums. And right, then, right. And the guitar player's just playing, too. Yeah. And uh, he was sitting there making a beat, recording everything live, everything yeah. going in. And I just b- was just blown away by the process. Right. I was just blown away by the process. I think that's one of the things that I personally love so much about Bink's sound is you can tell he is an incredible drummer. And um, and I think, you know, I remember reading about his process and that he kind of has like the one of those electric drum kits where you can you can play the drums and the notes come in in MIDI. Right. And then you can replace the sounds with whatever sounds you want. And so like, but I mean, you listen to all of his beats and I mean... You know, I I remember hearing um a, a podcast with Young Guru, and you know Young Guru, I guess, and and him were kind of at odds because Young Guru kind of talked about just Blaze and Kanye and didn't really, you know, talk about Bink, and Bink was like, yo, I created that sound that they took and that really became what what the blueprint was. So, yeah, go into that a yeah. little bit just in case we, some of our listeners don't even really know who Bink is. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably, I probably the person who, who could can you know go into it the most. But yeah, so I mean, Bink is, is a, a producer from the Seven Five Seven, which for folks that don't know, you want to talk about the Seven Five Seven where where it is in Seven Five Seven Hampton Roads area. Chesapeake, Virginia Beach, Newport News, Portsmouth, yep. Norfolk, Suffolk. Right. And the homies, the homies, and I actually had a conversation about this recently, but more so with relation to sports. We like, yo, something is in the water, the oh, 757, yeah. man, because the, the talent that That's comes right. out of the 757 yeah. in, in everything, really, but in sports, I mean, Bethel High, you know, some of them cats, man, I mean, they are, the, are the greatest of the greats, um, but also in music and in a lot of other things. So, yeah, I mean, dude comes from the 757. Um, I don't a hundred percent remember how he said that he was introduced. So from what Guru. I well, from what I recall, mm-hmm. you were talking about how Blueprint came together, right? And you were saying that 
Jay-Z had already decided on two of Bink's beats for the Blueprint album. One yeah. was All I Need and the other was The Rulers, the Rulers Back. Back. I think. Um, and he had a th- did he have a third beat on that album as well? I think he did. Yeah, Mama Loves Me. Oh, Mama Loves right. Me. That's right. He had three. So you were saying that he, at least as you were relaying the story to me, mm-hmm. that Jay-Z already picked, chose the two beats. Yeah. And when he was... Uh, in conversations with Just Blaze and Kanye West and he told them the songs that he wanted to do they heard that sound and then right. um, made their beats accordingly now that that, that story is is Bink's story though okay, let's, let's right, not forget right. this three sides of the story okay. but yeah Bink was basically um, he was on I believe it was Combat Jack podcast and he was talking about how annoyed he was because he felt as though they were trying to erase him from history and he said that he said you know uh, Jay had already picked those two joints. He had made those two songs. Um, and when he brought Kanye and, and just into the studio, you know, he w- he played them the songs. And he said that, you know, just didn't even need to hear the whole second song. He was like, oh, this is what we on? Peace. And went to Studio B to get cracking, you know, banging out. Right. And that's how the blueprint, it, he, he kind of, those two songs set the tone as to what the blueprint was going to sound like right um but yeah man back back to it you 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 the boss you the man um <laughs> we actually i kind of wanted to to make it more than just a bink discussion um because i think that uh virginia has contributed a whole lot to hip-hop um mm-hmm. and just music in general so i mean you know what are some of your favorite virginia you know producers you want to talk about those folks okay well we gotta go ahead and get the heavyweights out of the way so yeah. timberland right yeah. Neptune. Right. Bink. Yeah. Uh Knott's Raw. Yeah, Knott's Not well. very uh- very underrated. Super underrated. It's, it's, it's embarrassing that he's yeah. underrated to that. Are level. you familiar with Knott's? Uh clue me in. Okay, so I mean I'll let you talk about him. But... If you want to start with Knott's and really really feel it, you can start with Buster Rhymes second album. Yeah. With Disaster Strikes? I think it was No, I think it was the third. Um well, I don't think it was the first it. one. Yeah, was, it was, I know he was on the. It was ELE, I think. Extension level event. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. Which beat was his? We should should we look it up? I, I have to go back and look. No, it was, no, it was, it was the one that had the DMX "When We Die" joint. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I, it's been a while. Anyway, since I listened he, to that he also had he also had that one joint on the Biggie um the, 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 oh. the, the, the Biggie's first posthumous album. You know what I'm talking about? Diamonds on my neck. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Compounds and greens. Yeah, that was. I think that was his first. I think that was Knott's first major placement. Okay. And that joint goes, but yeah, Knott's is, is, is a beast. Uh, the, uh, you remember the joint? Uh, that's that shit. Yeah. 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 That's that. The Snoop Dogg joint. And then he got joints with Scarface. He got mad. His joints on Scarface later in his solo career. All these Scarface joints. I follow Knots on um. I follow Knots on Instagram. Mm -hmm. His whole Instagram is just his beats. Like he makes like four beats a day. Oh, good for him. And so he'll just post up like in the middle of making a beat. He'll do like a little thirty second just him. Showing you what it sounds like. And Joyce is nice. And all of them are crazy. Right, he is a monster. Nice roll. But let's take it, let's take it, let's take it way, way back, right? Um Teddy Riley. Okay. Right. If then we're gonna start the job. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. So now here's how we have to start the job. Put it down, brother. So you got Teddy Riley. Teddy right. Riley is not from Virginia. Okay. Ooh, Teddy Riley's yeah, from New York. That's true. That's he's true. from New York. He's, right. a, he's a New York guy. Yep. Um, but you know, Teddy Riley, New Jack Swing. Guy. Guy. Yep. Rex and effects. Yep. So 
Teddy Riley came to Virginia and, and, and made Virginia his home somewhere around the ending of Guy mm-hmm. and trying to get Rex and effects right. more exposure. Fun fact, fun mm-hmm. fact. You know that, oh, what's that Rex and effects joint? Um, what, uh, rump Shaker. Humps in a bump. Rump, yeah, Rump Shaker. Rump Shaker. Rump Shaker was shot in Virginia Beach. Didn't know that. And that was a but, beat by who? Teddy Pharrell. Pharrell. Yeah, exactly. That's Pharrell. Here's what Pharrell, 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 Pharrell comes in. Yeah. The rap, Teddy Riley rap, okay. was written by Pharrell. Ah, uh, okay. So you had, oh, so the story goes. Uh-huh. So we gonna, we, gonna, we gonna put all these things, so the story goes. Right, right. I, I wasn't there, so the story goes, <laughs> so I've read, uh-huh. so I've heard. Um, But yeah, so Teddy Riley has a studio in 757. Yeah. Near a young Pharrell. Yep. Pharrell used to go from the school, used to go over to the studio, yep. and you used to always try to get up in the studio. You gotta like think about like, yo, you got a young high school kid mm-hmm. who's constantly trying to come over and get into your studio, and you try to make beats and just you know get in the music. So you had this guy. So yep. that's where Pharrell gets some of his first professional credits. Was For from, sure. Was from For sure. Right here. So now everybody knows that you know Pharrell. He hooks up with Chad Hugo. They become the Neptunes. Neptunes. But yo, we we even skipping. We skipping because before the Neptunes. There was the group that was, I don't know, I don't even remember the name, but um, that was Pharrell and Chad, Timbaland, Clips, all of them. They had a, a Mad, was it Mad Skills? Wait, no, no, it wasn't Clips, Mad Skills. Clips didn't come till later. Clips was discovered later, before, after nah, Neptune Clips, was out. So Clips had been around them for a while. Um, really? But there okay. was a group of all the band nerds in the 757 from what I hear. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, which is, is blowing me. I probably should look it up actually right now. But um, there was a group that was all of them first. And then the basement. I know you know about the basement. Mm-hmm. We talk about the basement. So the basement was um, Timbaland's group that was uh, under, what's, uh, what's the producer from Jodeci? Devontae Swing. Devontae Swing. And got to break in the basement. And I had, you know, Missy, uh, Timbaland, uh, who else was in was in the basement? Genuine. All those people who became a Huge. thing later were all a group called The Basement. And they lived in Devontae Swing's basement and they just made records and he told them what to do. Like, yo, there's just so much history. It, it anyway, I'll let you go, is. man. So I'm, I'm going to try to look up and find what the name of that original group was. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so like, when you start talking about the people that became super producers, like, you got to say, you got to talk about the people who, who came before them. So that's why yeah. we got to the Neptunes. The Neptunes, they got the connection with Teddy Riley. Yep. There's also a big Teddy Riley connection as well. Yeah. What was that song uh, for... Uh, Oh, Teddy. don't leave me, girl. Don't leave me. Don't, yeah, that don't was, leave me by Blackstreet. Yeah, that's a Bink and Telly Riley track. Yeah, that was Bink's first placement, I think, right? I believe so. Yeah. Like I said, so I've heard, so I've read. Right. <laughs> so I've heard. Um. So, yeah. So you got to talk about Teddy Riley on that end and then how he ushered in the Neptunes and the Bink. And then you have Timberland, who was ushered in through the Devontae Swing and the Jodeci. The group, okay. the group was called Surrounded by Idiots. Um, and it was young, young clips. According to this this article, a young clips uh, and Pharrell and Timbaland and Chad. Wow! And there's actually, I think, a couple of th- it says three rough demos have been leaked on the internet uh, from their group. So we'll have to check those out and, uh, and talk about those maybe in the future. So have the Neptunes and Timbaland really worked together since either of them have been successful? Like in that time that they've been successful. That's a good question. I mean, I would say the one thing I do know about them is 
I feel like they kind of, you know, they kind of bounced around people. Like if you look at Timberlake did like a whole album with like Timbo and then he did like his whole next album with the Neptunes. So I feel like that, you know, from that perspective, but I don't know about them actually like sitting down and working together. Yeah, me, me either. I, yeah. Can't, I can't stand, I can't think of a record. That's interesting. That they both were on. But I mean, getting back to it and, and just talking about it as we talk, I'm just thinking about things that are Virginia. Mm-hmm. Like, you come up today, when you listen to music today, you know who the producer is, not because of the sound, but because they said their name before yeah. the track yeah, started. Exactly. Yeah, it's I mean, almost like their signature. Yep. Yeah, the signature didn't exist. You didn't know who producers were. Like only right. people who producers were is people who bought album, albums and read, and read the, the line the lines. Yeah. And then you yeah. can listen to music enough times and you can kind of be like, oh, that's like a, you know, that's a, a Dre beat or that's a premiere. But yo, beat. in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. The same way I can sit here and wax poetic about the sound of LA and, and, and who is the sound of LA and what LA sounds like. What does Virginia sound like? Like, like, tell us a, a little bit about, like, in your mind, what producers like really make the sound of LA, and what sounds like, like, what palette of sounds make the bed for what VA sounds like? Drums. The Virginia, it's all about the drums. Right. Okay. Is that like a marching band type thing? Yeah. Is that what it is? That could be it. That's because there's a lot of colleges, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of colleges, HBCUs, mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Predominantly black high schools. Drum, right, right. Drums right. are emphasized. You have to have tight drums. Right. Even if it's a basic boom pap, your drums have to pop. Like right. when the snare hit, your eyes need to blink. <laughs> your drums have to be tight. So, do you think that that's more of with, with, with the all the producers that we've mentioned? Was that like more like the Timberland style, or like you know, like who kind of embodies that sound? Here's the thing about it. We got to go back then. And I always got to say back then to this particular time period. Right. When when these people were coming up, um, you had to have what's called your own sound. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. cool to sound like somebody right. else. Right. Like, you would be whack. If yep. Yinka making a beat <laughs> and I come in and I make a beat and my beat sound like Yinka beat, they could call me whack. Right. Like right. jacking. Yeah. That's like, that, that was heavily frowned upon. Yeah. So what's also emphasized in the 757 is and, and it could be like that in other places but again i'm speaking from yeah. my experience when i was growing up and you know when i was trying to make beats and and, and do things like that too right you had to have your own sound people mm-hmm. didn't listen to the radio because they didn't want to be influenced by somebody else's sound right huh. so if you listen to what's funny is you got four huge producers mm-hmm. from the same area that sound nothing alike right yeah. They sound yeah. nothing alike. Yeah. A, a, a Timberland beat has never sounded like a Neptune's it beat. Has. has never sounded like a Bink beat. Right. Has never sounded like a Knotts beat. Yeah. So, but one thing that you that you know is central to it is the drums. All Timberland the drums, drums are unique. The syncopation in his drums, it's next level. Yeah. The drum sounds. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, it's like, oh, that's a Timbo drum. How I know it's a Timbo drum? I can tell from the drums. So, so I, I'm a, I'm gonna skip around. We gonna skip around because we're already yeah. doing that anyway. Um. Take us to the moment when you heard grinding. Where were you and, and what was the impact of grinding? I was a freshman in college. I, I yeah. Tell us so tell, tell us where you were. So go ahead. So, so also, Allo, we gotta take you down this path too, because uh, you're a Virginian as well. But anyway, exactly. go ahead. Yeah, so I was a freshman in college when that joint came out. Mm-hmm. And I it was a shake song. Right, mm, everything was a shake the, song, the, the Harlem Shake Dance, right? <laughs> uh, and I was one of the few cats from Virginia, anyway, that could actually mm-hmm. shake for real. Right. And so it was just a, you know, they played it at the parties when all the other shake songs were coming on, and mm-hmm. it was just another song. But 
that was pretty much the extent of it for me i was really? pr- yeah i mean look i was proud that it was a group from virginia mm-hmm. but at the same time too i'm from northern virginia i'm from the 703 right, right. and there is maybe not now but there definitely mm-hmm. when we were younger there is a bit of a little little bit of a rivalry between yeah. 703 and the 757 yeah. and it's kind of more one-sided but the way that we kind of feel about it is just that like the 757 is so loud mm. they kind of like take over the room in terms of that in terms of That's that conversation yeah and so as proud as i am that you know clips is coming up and and mm-hmm. uh the neptunes are coming up from virginia mm-hmm. as proud as i am for that at the same time it's just like I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not from where they're from. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So that was sure. kind of my take on it. But, I mean, I was definitely rooting for them. Well, I mean, I'll answer next just because I was in the same space as this man. Um, actually, I was in Bridge, the Bridge program. Yeah, you, you would so have been So it was the summer before I, I, I started right. okay. at UVA. And, um, I mean, it was just, it was like, it was like the first person that invented the microwave. Mm. Like it was, it was a fucking big deal. And I remember everywhere I went, every lunch table I saw somebody was bang, banging on, on doing a, the grinding beat. I remember, I remember when I was in Bridge. If you did, if you knocked on somebody's door uh, the, for the for the guys in Bridge, if you knocked on somebody's door and you didn't do the grinding beat, they didn't let you in. <laughs> like like that beat was was that. Like that was the thing. yo. We had we had freestyles. We had the girls in Bridge. We had them rapping. They didn't even rap. Just the beat was that important. And I also remember one of the dudes in in clips. I think it was Malice was dating a girl that went to UVA at the time, and she was in the grinding video. And that was a huge deal because everybody was just like, no, that's, this is, I know who you're talking about. That's not what it was. That's what the, that's what was told. Yeah, was, no, was, no. Was told. No. My first year, people talked about it all. I, I she was smashing. I'm not sure. First of all, I'm not sure if it was a grinding video. I actually think it was uh, was the last time you heard about this. Okay. That's and fair. there's two of them. There, there were two friends. One was one was black, one was white. I'm okay. not going to say their names. Yeah, you don't have to. But yes, they're both in the video. Mm-hmm. They're from that area. Okay. And they happened to be around there when it, when the when the video was shooting. Okay. And they did know one of the people like behind the scenes that's uh, how they got in the video but i don't think either man one of them you know how it is it's telephone you especially <laughs> when you're a freshman like everybody everything you you hear you believe but uh but yeah i remember everybody being like yo one of the dudes in the group dates somebody that goes to uva so that just yeah. made the song even huger and, and my other and last point um i started i, I came to uva and um and I met a couple of other cats at DJ DJ Tone Capone you mm. know a couple of other cats and they you know shout out to those cats because they actually are the people that put me on but you know they were like yo there's this young cat he's in Bridge he's a DJ you know Yinka and so they had me spinning parties over the summer when I didn't even go there yet like I was helping spin people's parties and I remember the first time I ever heard grinding somebody pulled me into a dorm room and played it for me and I was like this shit is crazy I DJed a party in. Faulkner and I put that song on and the party died like literally nobody was dancing I mean they all just stopped dancing and people just started walking outside into the courtyard and I was like seriously like this shit is fire a week to two weeks later the joint came on 106 in Park 
AJ and Free announced that joint. Right. That's you awesome. had to play that song at ready. least two, three times a night. If you, as a DJ, if you didn't play the song at least twice, you were whack and people didn't want to go to your party. It went like, literally, I remember seeing the night and day change. And it taught me a whole lot about DJing at UVA just because I was like, you can't play some shit that's independently hot for these people. Like, you, you gotta be sold somewhere else. Somebody else gotta be sold But But those, those are my memories of, of grinding. It was huge. That's funny. I think it's like that for a lot of music. People had yeah. to be told what's hot. It's like yo, you can't determine if a record is hot for yourself. Right. You need yeah. Some other person yeah. to come and say, yo, that joint tight. That I had one tight. homie, I played him a record and I said, yo, what do you think of this record? It was uh I think it was a ludicrous record. I'm not gonna say who it is because we all know this is this person. Uh but uh and he said, It's cool. And I'm like, so you like it or you don't like it? And he goes, I wanna wait till the video comes out and then I'll know like if it's hot. And I'm like, the video. Like, <laughs> I remember this story. Yeah, I'm like, the video. Like, what is, What's that got to do? Oh, like, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I, I see the this. video, like, then I'll know if it's hot. All right, cool. You know. But anyway, yeah, tell us where you at. Because you, okay. you were in the thick of VA at the time. Okay. So you said that joint dropped your first year in college. Summer so was, between my my first year and his first it year. Was, it was right at the end of the semester. It was May 14th, 2002. I'm looking at okay, it. Okay, May 14th. 2002, I'm a junior in high school. And I remember when this joint dropped. Right. I just, it was crazy. Like they was playing, because we got 102.9, 103 jams and 757. That's the premier Mm. um, hip hop R&B station. Right. They was playing the mess out of this track. (laughs) Like you, it it was crazy. And it was like you said, it was so easily, reproduced by anybody that, you would go to school. I'm still in high school at the time. You at lunch, everybody's doing yeah, that beat at yeah. lunch and you freestyling over that beat. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. So then they were shooting the video. Oh, you were in the area when they shot they it. They shooting the video, yeah. Wow. So they shooting the video. And again, there's no social media. It's crazy. You got to say there's no social media. Right, back then. Right. I get the phone call from my cousin that stayed in the beach. Uh-huh. He was like, yo, they down out this joint shooting this video. <laughs> it was like, what? They shooting the videos? Like, so it was like, yeah, we got to get in the con call up there. So we how far is it. that? How far is that commute? Uh, you coming from, from Norfolk to Virginia Beach, right? Oh, Norfolk and Virginia Beach, they, depending on what part you're in, right. they're, they're, they're right beside each other. Okay. I, I live in Chesapeake. So, right. and, oh, okay. I, and I stay in, I stay in, the part of Chesapeake I'm from, we call it the country. Okay. So there's a very city part of Chesapeake mm. and city, I ain't saying city like New York City. I ain't saying that. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but in Chesapeake, it embodies, yeah. it has rural areas, suburban right. area, and city area. So you were close enough that you could go and like the yeah, video wasn't going to be car. over. Yeah, just oh, <laughs> jump right. in the car, we get on 64, we had it out there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like right. you were trying to get yeah. to the video and then you were talking to people next to yo yo you know they shooting the video yeah, yeah they be like yeah my cousin was in, was in the video and oh, like you would just man. hear all this talk right, just right. about the video and they were saying who was out there so did you make it nah I ain't make it <laughs> I ain't make it so I was getting ready to go and my grandmother was like where you going she's like oh, I'm, about to go to, I'm trying to go to the video no you ain't you better video yourself back in the house <laughs> so I, I never made it to, to the video so oh, here's man. so I have a, a series of questions here so is yeah. this song is such a monumental song is it because of clips or is it because of neptunes because Ooh, neptunes is successful way before clips was good successful question. both yeah both, both. All right. okay because I, I think i have a different take i and, and i would say both in a sense like there was another song that the neptunes and and uh and clips and clips had you mean the funeral then? yeah the funeral the funeral 
With them in the, in the suits. In the video. There's another song they used to play on the radio. Oh, this when's the last? Out, when's like, the last time? No, there was one before that. No, it was. Uh, Ma don't love her. Is that was that it? It's before that, that album. This was '99. So and it's the funeral. That's that's the only other single they, they had. had. They, it wasn't on the. It wasn't in the radio, I, but it was. It, they had a video for it. It was yeah. on BT. This yeah. joint was called. I remember this joint because the hook went. I got caught dealing oh, at the age okay. of one five. That must have been people stealing, just trying to survive. And yeah, it was business as usual, and one of us, yeah, yada yada. So they used to play this song a oh, lot. Okay, so that's on a local joint. Too. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think I don't know if that ever really got yeah, out. Yeah, it never made it to All me. Right. At least. So here, so here's my question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think either of you know Timberland or or Neptune's, and it seems like those are the two you know musicians that we're focusing on. Either either of them have a either their sound is like a Virginia sound. Or is it more just two musicians who happen to be from Virginia? The reason I'm going to ask it in a kind of a, a like a roundabout way is that you know, like I said before, I'm from Northern Virginia, and Northern Virginia, one of the names for it is you know the DMV, right? So you've got you know you, know, you got your Southern Maryland counties, you've got the DC area, and then you've got Northern Virginia, and it's all this kind of one area. And to me, I don't necessarily think that there's one area from where I'm there's one sound from from the area that I'm from that right. would be like well known nationally uh-huh. I mean the biggest sound that comes out from the DC area go-go. would obviously be go-go music right. right but that's not really a national music thing here right but, but where I'm going with this is that you know I was never even growing up in high school I was never um, affectionate towards Timbaland who was much more popular than Neptune's at the time mm-hmm. um, and Missy and genuine and those you know virginia artists because it was never really celebrated like that bet was centered in 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 dc mm-hmm. and what bet did was instead of instead of like um celebrating the sound from the area they kind of took the sound from everywhere so you mm-hmm. had your west coast stuff you had your down south stuff you had your new york stuff you had your philly stuff your florida stuff whatever right. but there was never really a celebration of anything that was like dc or virginia right. and so i don't actually really think of either you know i don't really think that virginia has a sound hmm. even though two of the best hip-hop producers of all time come from virginia and they come from one place in virginia and you're talking about hmm. a song that was from the clips and from the neptunes that was on the radio that neither Yinka and I ever heard. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm curious if that was just a, a, a beach area, 757 area radio thing, or if that was something, you know, greater mm-hmm. in the, in the, you know, in the I think larger everything, every movement though state. starts, starts, you know, they, what did, what did Jay-Z's recently said this? He said, you know, if you don't, don't talk to me if you don't run your city, right? Okay. Like everybody's movement, I think is a groundswell if it's actually organic to where like, you have your local movement and then, you know, it bubbles up. I think just maybe that record, it probably wasn't, I mean, just based on the lyrics, I understand why it probably didn't get a national push, right? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. He's been dealing since he was 15. They not going to put that on the radio anywhere. Unless you're Bobby, oh. uh, Bobby, Bobby <laughs> Smurda. <laughs> but they us a whole change in the Hollywood. Yeah, that, yeah it's changed. changed. The rules have totally changed. But, um, but yeah, but, uh, but, but so I, I definitely offer you, uh, please, you know, go ahead and answer that in terms of what you think about the, the yeah, sound. So, so the question again yeah. is, do you think that either Timbaland or Neptunes have a Virginia sound or is it more just a case of two very popular hip hop musicians coming from the Tidewater area? 
That's a very interesting question. And the way, the only way I can answer it is you are influenced by your environment when you make music. Right. Like, you ever notice that when you listen to like New York producers or New York people, everything is really loud because yeah. New York is loud. Yeah. So that's how they're, they're, they're accustomed to hearing right, sounds. Right. So I think just the environment that you're in will affect the type of beats that you make, just like yeah. your mood does. Yeah. So I feel like, yes, they, they, they are the Virginia sound. That sound like, yeah, they are two mm. unique producers that happen to be from Virginia, mm. but the sound is based on the experiences and the sounds that they heard in the 757 that, that create the beats they make. Like, why Timberland's yeah. beats have that crazy syncopation to it? Yeah. You, you, you're you in the 757, you listening to colleges, like, parades are big. Right. Every state has a parade. So I think I would that. 100% agree with him. Like, Yo, they that they both of their sound is rooted in the band, and you can tell you can that they tell both are that, band yeah. cats. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and mo- much more so, I think than than folks that have uh, who also have musical backgrounds, like your uh, like Black Milk, for example. Mm-hmm. Black Milk is a producer. Uh, Jay Dilla, I'll say Jay Dilla is probably easier for everybody to digest, but Black Milk is somebody who's also from Detroit and from you know was a drummer, etc., and comes from that like kind of school of, of boom bap, like. It, it doesn't give you that southern band vibe mm-hmm. and, and i think that you kind of do get that southern band vibe from both of those acts you know what i'm saying that's pretty mm-hmm. then when you look at some other producers like again going back to the sounds like you gotta think about what some people really got their skills from mm-hmm. like a lot of people get their skills out of church yeah yeah this is true yeah. like you you learn how to drum in church like when i yeah. the best musicians the best singers you will ever hear yep to me, that I personally heard come mm-hmm. out of come out of church. Yeah, I agree. Just out of this world, guitar players, bass players, piano players, saxophone players. Yep. Just all of these players. So you just think about when you hearing those hymns in church, how those sounds affect you. When you mm-hmm. start listening to a record and 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 how the the, the praise break. And right. how, how that affects you and you because <laughs> you see how it affects other people. Yes, it's the same way. Where, where, yes. where you know they yeah. say DJs are the best producers because as a DJ, you know how a record is going to affect the crowd before you ever even play it. And I think it's the same, right? When you've studied the church and you really see how those records move people, I think it gives you like just a different, a total different like perspective on how to make music that moves people. Mm-hmm. So sure. I, I think by the time you put all of that together, so let's talk about the different. Let's talk about the environment. You got the beach. The beach is right there. Mm. Uh, the water. You drive over the water. You see the water. When you come to Hampton Roads off of sixty four, you come in. You know. You know that you're home <laughs> because. You own a, you own the bridge. Go through that damn tunnel. You go through the tunnel. <laughs> you <laughs> see shit. That damn tunnel. You see shit. Yeah, well, right. How many else? How many other places can you literally go to in the United States to see an aircraft carrier? Yeah. I'll tell you the other place. It's on the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> when you drive through, you see ships. Like yeah. ships being built here. Yeah, you see, you see all this water here. You yeah. see people fishing, mm-hmm. crabbing, like all of these different experiences mm-hmm. go towards the sound. You hear birds chirping. Right. All of this stuff. And I, and I said, and that's why I brought up the uh the New York situation because it's like everything is loud there and it's always loud so they're loud I agree wholeheartedly with you so to piggyback on your um, your comment about the church we haven't discussed D'Angelo y'all want to talk about D'Angelo real quick yeah, let's let's take it there. Yeah. Okay. D'Angelo is from uh, from Richmond. He's from Richmond, Richmond Virginia. Virginia. Yep. And his father is a pastor, mm-hmm. and he right. grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, D'Angelo underrated. Is he underrated though? Absolutely. I agree. 
Where, as a musician, he, how? As some, he's one of the best guitar players on but, the planet. But that's well known. So how's so, that underrated? I, I think, think, it's I think well he's known. known to be a singer that women like that got naked and people thought his I'm body. I'm not sure if that's fair. I don't think people see him as a musician, and he is a musician. He, well, okay, here's what I'm gonna challenge both of you on that. Mm -hmm. I okay. think that if you're talking about like mainstream audiences, fine. Mm -hmm. However, there are plenty, plenty of fans mm -hmm. who we're yearning for that you know d'angelo to, to come back right and all those people who are fans and it's a lot of them mm -hmm. know just how talented he is musically so yeah. I, i'm not sure to, to say that he's underrated so, so i think that people think I, I, pretty high i don't like to shit on somebody to big someone else up right but i've really recently had a conversation with a girl who you know would say she's a person who's a big music person mm -hmm. and um and she told me you know yeah, Maxwell's doing his return concert. And I said, yeah, you know, uh, D'Angelo's also about to or just put out an album because that, that was when the latest yeah. album just came out. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, D'Angelo and the Vanguard. And she said, yeah, I like D'Angelo. He's cool, but like he's nowhere near on the level of Maxwell. All right. Right. So then you've got... <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot of people that don't understand musically what like what, what D'Angelo is to music. Okay. I, I, I would agree. That, that that might be fair. I yeah. my my friends mm -hmm. who like D'Angelo know just how yeah. important he is, yeah. and know just how talented he is, and and mm. you know just how musical he is. I, that's yeah. the people that I know. So I, I think, don't have these conversations. So I with think these crazy I, I think with, with, I think you're with, smart. <laughs> you, my friend, are smart for that. I think with uh, with, I think Questlove to me, he's one of my favorite um people to to be interviewed as well as as a writer because he's one of the few people that i think does a really good job of articulating music and and, and what because music is so objective but he does it a is. really good job of describing music is about a feeling a lot and he's able to describe the feelings and the things that make things great about things and um he wrote his book uh mo, mo meta blues which i think is a great book and he mm -hmm. talks a lot about d'angelo in there and how he helped you know put that that album together the the one that everybody uh you know talks about uh with untitled on it and the whole nine that's the voodoo album, uh, the voodoo voodoo album. album yeah. yeah and um and he talks about like like where music was when D'Angelo started working on when when Brown Sugar came out. Yeah. And he and talks about 1995. Yeah. yeah. And he talks about like um the studio tricks that D'Angelo would do. Like he was talking about how like an electric lady, right? D'Angelo would do stuff like he would take a guitar effects pedal when the engineers were out were gone and he would find a way to to put it in the signal chain of the microphone. And then like slow, like he would like slow a tape down when they would do like the reel so that it made his vocals sound more syrupy. Like dude was like an engineer, like like he could do everything. And, I, and I, I know think, this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I just think like a lot of people don't know. Okay. The, the intricacies of the music you could talk about all day. Yeah. Like something basic. Like what song is that? Um, dun, 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 dun. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, um, wait, which one? I, what what is the name of that song? I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah. Might have been like the the intro track of Voodoo, I believe. Actually, it is I think yeah, I think it's the intro track. But just yeah. something as basic as here's what they did with with with, with when they did the snare hit. Mm -hmm. First, so you in the MP. Mm -hmm. First, you record whatever your beat is. You put the first, you record the first snare, and everything is on. You um you quantize it. Mm -hmm. Second time that you record it, when you layer, you take the quantize off. 
and it gives you like this this effect. Like a stutter okay. it, yeah, yeah. It, it's effect. It's like it, it, it just, just does something extra to the rim shot. Right. And just just he does all these little just small things and like what, yeah. what Yinka just described. And right. I don't think he gets credit for like the engineering, yeah. the production, the multi-instrumentalist, the singing. Well, I think Alright, so in the example that you you talked about earlier, you know, the person was comparing D'Angelo to Maxwell. <laughs> yeah. It's obvious to us anyway <laughs> that she didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I'll but agree with you. I here. think that when <laughs> I think that you I think that it's um this is something that we've all um, we've all had to deal with, right? <laughs> it's 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 an issue where we need to be careful about how condescending we are yeah. to folks who don't know as much as at least as much yeah. as we think we do, right? Right. Oh, and I, and when it yeah, I agree. when when I've had conversations with people who actually know music, mm-hmm. they all have respect for D'Angelo. Yeah. Okay. And but, so, but, so and, and, and that's why I'm be like I don't I think that in those circles I don't mm-hmm. think anybody would underrate D'Angelo or his musical contribution. So well, that's where I would just challenge. I don't want to take it too far off on the tangent of 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 how over or underrated he is, yeah. but let's talk about him in the canon of Virginia musicians, right? Like you talked about the church and and you talked about the band and and things like that, and I think. D'Angelo is somebody who really kind of embodies, you know, all of those experiences and turning that into what his sound is in terms well, of music. You know what I would I would actually say that uh-huh. D'Angelo didn't have that much influence over Virginian music. Hmm. I would say that I would say this that a person from Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. and from Dallas, Texas, had a huge influence over Philly music. But uh, so I, I'll I'll and you know I'll, where I'm going. With I'll, re- that. I'll rebut what you're saying, which right. I, I you were talking about Gangstar, right? No, no. Gangstar's you said you from... said Texas for New York. I said Dallas, Texas. Texas. Oh, Dallas. Yeah, huh? Premier's from Texas. Premier's... I thought that's. I just what I thought you were going to. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Isn't Badu from Te- from Dallas? Yeah, Badu is from Dallas as well. Right. And so uh, so I was okay. So all right, maybe uh, my my fault. This I is just right. heard Dallas and New York. All right. No, I, I said Philly. Oh, I said okay. Philly. And so, all right, um, Neo Soul, right? Right. Neo Soul was like a Philly thing. Supposedly, yeah. Suppo- exactly, supposedly. Right. But when, you know, when Jill Scott dropped her album, uh-huh. um, it was there was a lot of Philly musicians coming out around that time, and they yep. had this whole Neo Soul thing. Yep. But two people who came out with with albums before that, before Neo Soul was a thing, mm-hmm. was D'Angelo, Brown Sugar, 95, mm-hmm. and uh, Badu, Erica Badu with Baduism, which mm-hmm. came out in Next 90, year, 96. 96, right. Yep. 96. Right? And I think that both of those people were very monumental in terms of creating the sound that became popularized in Philly. Yeah, so that's my that's, this is a theory, but anyway, go. It, yeah, I mean, I completely lo- actually lost my train of thought, but but I think though that the neo soul sound was actually created by Jay Dilla and Questlove, and um and and Questlove actually talks about that in his book. Um, but it was bred in Philly, and okay. so uh, I think I kind of told you the whole story about the house. But there's like this whole he talks about this house and basically. They, you know, they had a studio in their house. The Roots got a, got a house downtown in Philly. And he said they made this house where just people would just come through and just do music and eat and talk and laugh. And, and that's where they created the sound in Neo Soul. And he was saying that um, he was like, it got to a point where literally anybody who touched that house kind of, you know, made their way through. And then my favorite part of the whole book, he's like, you know, 
Um, he's like the UPS guy who used to deliver the packages. You know, he become he comes through. He sings a couple of riffs. He becomes music soul child. He's like the stripper who just happens to be working in the area. She comes through. She she spits a couple of raps. She becomes Eve. You know what I'm saying? Like you know the church girl that just happened to come through here and there. She becomes Jill, Jill Scott. Scott. Like and you know he's like name dropping how. You know, these people who just kind of become a part of this environment, there's just so much talent around you that you wouldn't even know. And, you know, that's how they were kind of able to organically create the sound. Um, but I think like the sound, in my opinion, the sound of an area, you and I should be able to be from the same area and be similarly influenced without influencing each other, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So like you can be from, you know, the 757 and I'm from the 757 and we're both influenced by the same surroundings and we kind of interpret them a little bit differently, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's still, we're still sur surrounded by the same things and we kind of create whatever the sound is. And that's why I think like the Neptunes and Timbaland who, you know, don't necessarily sound the same, I can still feel the same, you know, like influences about them that create what, I would say is like a very Virginia sound. Okay, but would you put D'Angelo, mm -hmm. would you include D'Angelo uh, in terms of a Virginia sound with Timbaland and the Neptunes? Because I, mean, I think, I, I mean, no, I I, you're right. I, but I think I would I would see him as more of a church, a, a sound that I can tell is developed from a church. Okay. Also, cool. I've spent time in Richmond. I used to live in Richmond. And um, Richmond that. has like, you know, like these kind of like, divey like almost like blues and jazz clubs mm -hmm. you know where you'll see people playing like live music and d'angelo's sound is definitely i can hear it i can hear that broad street you know like richmond sound in his music so i think he's also uh influenced by the sounds but again one of the things that you said which i thought was going to be really cool about this this kind of whole conversation is like Virginia is so many different things, right? Yeah. Like Northern Virginia is way different from the 757. Yeah. 804 is kind of its own thing. You got parts of, of Virginia that are so South, you know, the Boston, Virginia, South Boston, Virginia, and places <laughs> like that that are on a completely different tip. So I don't know if you want to talk more about that as Virginians. Uh, it's, 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 like, it's like what you said, you know, uh, I've been in Northern Virginia now for the past six years. Yeah. This... Northern Virginia is is operates nothing like any other part of Virginia. Right. Yeah. I mean, in culture and style, the way that people talk, yeah. it's it's completely different. Yep. Same thing with Richmond. Being in there, we're all yeah. at UVA, that Central Virginia area. That right. is vastly different yeah. from Northern Virginia. Yeah. That is vastly different from the seven five seven. Yeah. And then it's like you said, you have your other parts of Virginia. Like people won't. I I, I find that people say, um, well, Virginia's not the South. Virginia's not the South. I was like. <laughs> No, Are you Virginia is the South. Virginia <laughs> yeah. is definitely the South. Oh yeah, it's definitely the capital of the Confederacy. Right. And yeah. if you go to Richmond, they'll let you know. Oh yeah. Dude, if, you, if you even right, if you hang around here, they'll let you know. I mean, every single high school and street name right. is named after <laughs> Jefferson so, yeah. uh, Y'all got a Stonewall, city. Y'all got a city Robert called Lee. Lynchburg. That's yeah. all oh, we need to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, That's all we Virginia need to is say. no question the South, and there's different elements make up. You know what it is like in this area. This area is very diverse northern yeah, virginia yeah. extremely diverse and 757 the diversity comes by way of the navy yeah. so that's where you start to right. get you know different schools yeah. of thought but they, so yo speaking of what you're saying right let's talk about the reason why the 757 is the 757 and and i'm you know I, this is might be a salute me or shoot me because i'm not a native virginian i've been here for a long time actually but um 
I feel as though a lot of the reason why the 757 is the way it is in, in terms of kind of like a cultural melting pot in a lot of ways, um, as well as the drug culture, I think it came down to 95. I think I think a lot of those cats, you know, who were in the drug game in New York, you know, in the 70s and 80s uh, came down and was like, yo, Virginia, oh, this is. This is interesting, you know. And, J- and Jay Z and Biggie like to big up Virginia, right? All when it comes, the when it comes to the drug game, yeah. They love and to even that up. and even Maryland, you know, it was hurting them in the home of the Turpins. Um, and I think uh, Odyssey talks about that sometimes. But how do y'all think? That Odyssey's from DC, right? He's from uh, actually Maryland. I think, oh, yeah, Southern okay. Maryland. Yeah, but it's the DMV. But, but, but yeah. DMV. Right, yeah. So I got that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so uh, how do y'all think that the you know the drug game in the seventies and eighties? impacted and, and influenced and shaped what what you know virginia became i'm actually gonna have to defer to brandon on that you think it's more so a, a 757 thing than that there's no stops in another look I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that we didn't have those things i i knew how to stay away from it um yeah. i know that actually where we are right now we're recording in uh is this the city of alexandria or alexandria alexandria, alexandria. uh in fairfax county right all right, so I know that there's definitely yeah. some parts along Route One that yeah. were like no-go areas. Yeah, um, there were for sure. But they didn't necessarily like dominate the landscape of what Northern Virginia was but, about. But what I mean more so than the actual drugs sold, right, mm-hmm. is you know when people migrate, they take their culture with them. Yeah. I met a lot of people in the seven five seven who wear Yankee caps, and they sound more New York than people I know that grew up in New York. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just that I'll bounce around on, on a couple different topics that we just saw broached on but uh it, it's funny and in 757 then it, it, it it's kind of clickish within uh, seven cities itself right. right so you have your people that's on one side of the bridge um, and you got your people that's on the other side mm-hmm. of the bridge okay the people on my side of the bridge the chesapeake the virginia beach the mm-hmm. norfolk the portsmouth we're a little more we like we're a little more Southern, right? Then when you get over to the Newport News, Hampton, Williamsburg, Hampton, especially, and and I I had to use Southern to describe it because I got like that feel too. It was like they kind of New York, yeah. And we'd be like, like, "This is not New York." Everybody (laughs) wearing Tim's, Yankees. They talk the way that has to do with Hampton University. Ah, that might be. I mean, it's 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 Andover State. Yeah, I would say Hampton more so is one of the bigger yeah, um, historically sure. black college, black colleges, and you're gonna attract more out of out of towners, yeah. uh, more out of state students. I would sure. agree to that. And yeah. if you're gonna uh, use the New York mm-hmm. uh, reference, mm-hmm. um, New Yorkers fucker go, they go everywhere to school, any and everywhere to school. Yeah. I mean, UVA was dominated by New Yorkers. There's, there's not there's not a school UVA in the United in States New York that does class not have a huge... was dominated by New Yorkers. And actually, uh, I don't uh, know if you actually. Your class was the beginning of this, but I remember almost like a mass rebellion against there was some New York cats that kind of were real cool when I first got there. And I feel like a lot of the VA cats kind of resented the the cool, I guess, of the of the New Yorkers. I don't know if you want to speak on that a little bit. Real briefly. No, it's going to be a change. The, the thing is, is that uh, yeah. my core group of friends from, from my first year. It was heavily New York. They're heavily New York. Yeah, yeah. Thing is, I wasn't really dressing or acting like any of them. I mean, right. we were listening to the same music. And so maybe I, I, I took some of their vernacular. But yeah. I wasn't. I was still very much a, a Northern Virginia cat. Yeah. You know, I had my baggy jeans, my Tim's, my 
slouch socks and my gray zipped up hoodie. Right. You know what I mean? And like a like a big airbrush shirt. You know, like <laughs> I was very much doing my Northern Virginia thing. Right. And these New York cats come and a lot of these folks from Virginia mm-hmm. started wearing the the the, the, the flat brim hats <laughs> the with the keeping the stickers on it and the big white tees and throwbacks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they had the you know the Air Force ones and they were definitely jacking that New York swagger. Yeah. That I, I witnessed a lot of that my first year. Right. Um, towards the end of my first year and my second year, they finally started to remember where they were from <laughs> and they deviated from that that uh-huh. New York thing. And that yeah. may have been what you saw because you were yeah. a year after me. Yeah, I was a year after you, and I remember there was actually a few different kind of things going on at the same time. Um, you had the New York Cats and a few of them were directly opposed to the football players and then you had kind of had like this this like faction of folks that were like yo we from va like why y'all up in here saying that everything in new york is better than va and i remember you know as as a dj i came in as a dj so you remember you know remembering that in that context, I didn't want people to fight because it made it, it was taking money out of my pocket. So now, I hold on, just like, tell everybody a couple like, records you don't yeah. play. They got some parties <laughs> shut down. Beats like, nah, I, I you definitely do got some. Play I definitely got up, some parties. Play. I definitely got some parties shut down. I ain't gonna front, but uh, I mean, I will tell you this: I got a party shut down one time. I, I played a record. Dude started fighting. It was the New York Cats versus the uh, the the uh, football team. Uh, joint was crazy. Cats got kicked out. And the next party, they say, yo, Yink, man, don't play that record no more. They said, after one o'clock, just, you know, take them home. I was like, cool. And I remember one o'clock hit, and I played Step in the Name of Love. And somebody jumped up and decked a football player in his face. <laughs> and everybody started fighting. And I was like, yo, fight to anything, man. Yo, fight to anything. Stop it. <laughs> I had to jump up on the bar. Yo, stop fighting. So, I mean, yo, man, like, it wasn't just the music. Well, let's 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 try to get it back to, yeah. uh, to, to, to the sound, uh, to the music right. argument. So... The question has been thrown out. Let me just get a, a final answer. Do you right. feel that Virginia has a sound that outside of Virginia is recognizable? Right? Like so so uh-huh. if you are if you're in Virginia and you're mm-hmm. listening to a song from the West Coast, you recognize, yo, that's some West Coast shit. You mm-hmm. recognize, yo, that's Atlanta, yo, that's Houston, yeah. yo, that's 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 New Orleans, that's Louisiana, yo, that's that's Tennessee, that's mm-hmm. New York, that's Philly. Do you think that in those parts of the country that I just mentioned, they can listen to something and be like, yo, that's Virginia? No. Right. Well, put, I'm, 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 I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to put it as one something that you said earlier. Mm-hmm. BT is based in Washington, D.C. Yes, yeah. it is. And well, at, at least it used to at, be. At this, used to yeah, be. Yeah, around around this time. And it did not get promoted. It did not promote yeah. the artists, right? It did not, and, and the sound that was Virginia. Like, why, how are you in DC or, or that area? Or right. the area? It yeah. didn't. It's like right. they went to New York. But here's the in, thing. In fact, in fact, and, and let me just interject. In fact, around that time, DC, the powers that be, were trying to do everything they could to shut down go-go music. Like go-go music got forced out of the city, Is that right? and that's why a lot of the like the because like, of the, the violence or what? They were just trying to force it out, and that's why mm. like a lot of the go-go clubs, like yeah, if you can yeah, still yeah. find them, you're gonna find them in Maryland. So right. anyway, but, but go ahead. You talk about BET and they did oh, not yeah. promote so, the sound yeah. of VA. Yeah. So and then hip hop, hip hop was like exclusively New York. It's back in yeah, New York yeah, at this time. It's yeah. Jay Z. It's right, Nas. Right, we ain't too far lost big. Mm-hmm. So you th- you think about all that and no, but here's one thing that you also had to think about at that time. Any song you heard on the radio that had a New York artist or any New York artist that was releasing an album and had a single, mm-hmm. 
That single was done by somebody in the 757. Mm. Like, big you words, could, words, big words. You that's could real. not turn on. Yeah. And the that's TV what I wanted to say, right? I think there's time periods, and I think there was a time period when the Neptunes and Timbaland were dominant where there was a VA sound. I just think that now, almost every sound is homogenized. When I yeah. listen to all these New York cats, they sound like they from the South. And it's not because of the fact that there's no New York sound, because we've already discussed that. We we know what the New York sound is. It just comes from a different era. It, it's not this era. Uh, well, the, the, what, I would, um, what I would include in that, or what I would say is that I think it's difficult to really label it a sound of Virginia when you don't have Virginia artists on top of it. Like mm. it's, I remember there was an episode a few weeks back when I right. included Kanye West in like the New York sound conversation. Right. It's not because Kanye is from New York, he's not, he's from Chicago. Right. But he was working almost exclusively, almost exclusively with a bunch of New York right. artists. Right. And so when you had New York artists over Virginia, you know, uh, over beats from Virginia mm. musicians, it still sounds like New York, though, because everyone's going to associate it but, with Jay-Z. But, but let's be real, right? So Timbaland comes out, um, you know, he he blows up your missies and he blows up your Aaliyahs and your genuines. Where's and Aaliyah he, from, by the way? Huh? Where's Aaliyah from? I forget. I'm not sure. Oh, right. She's from New York, right? I don't know. So, so he, you know, he, he comes in and he does those things, but almost immediately he puts out Timbaland and Magoo. Yeah. Welcome to our world. Which yeah. His world was Virginia. And you know, and that and, and up jumps the boogie was crazy. You know, those records were crazy. Yeah. Uh, Missy was also from from the area. Yeah. You look at so the Neptunes, they produce for a lot of other people, but you know, they they almost immediately created nerd where they, they wanted you to hear their sound and what they sound like on their records. So I think but they nerd even never, still, Okay, so here's a question. If you think mm -hmm. that I think the closest that we got maybe to a, a, a Virginia sound mm -hmm. might have been like clips just because they were so recognizably from Virginia and they 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 applauded and celebrated Virginia. But even clips kind of has like a New York sound to it. I feel right? like Missy and, and Magoo, you selling them yes, short. They, no, but, but here's they, the thing, though. But here's the thing, though. Uh -huh. What I was going to continue on with that is that mm -hmm. I don't think that Missy has a Virginia sound. I don't think anyone recognizes her as a Virginia sound, even though I think as a as a as an actual mm -hmm. front man or front woman, you know, the, the right. actual artist, uh -huh. you know, whose whose name is on is on the record. Yeah. I actually think she probably is the most recognizable. Yeah, you know, even more so than like Trey Songs and Chris Brown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that in terms of musical contribution, I would I would have to give it to Missy. Right. But I don't even think a, a lot of folks even associate her they don't necessarily even associate her with yeah. like Virginia. Like, yeah, they might know that she's from there, but it's just like, oh, she's just another brilliant at that, mm -hmm. but just yeah. another pop artist. I think, I think also though, certain personas transcend location. And like, I'll, I'll give you another example of somebody that I would compare to like a Missy, right? Like, like a Busta Rhymes, right? Mm -hmm. People don't think about of Busta as a New York MC. They, because Busta's like just so out there as a personality that it's just he's just Busta Rhymes. Nah, he's not he, Busta he Rhymes is. from Brooklyn. He's Busta Rhymes. Like and Missy is also not Missy from Virginia. She's Missy. Just Missy. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. True, and we'll throw in another person just to test your theory. Beyonce. Mm. Do you immediately think Texas? Yeah, I actually don't. Mm, no, and, and but she that's, reps that's for Texas. Other reasons, and she yeah. reps Texas tough. Yeah, she. Does. I think the difference is. The clips are more were more subdued characters. They were kind of more the everyman, mm -hmm. but then they rep VA a lot. Yeah. So like, it, you know, it was like, oh, VA, you know, like, oh, these dudes are from VA because 
I feel like when you're when you're not a super out there personality, then it almost begs the the person or invites the person in to to ask more questions about who you are. Um, so so uh, if you guys want to continue down the current discussion, we can. I was gonna add. I was gonna go, go kind of go in a different direction. Yeah, go um, for it. So I'm curious, which of these artists are you most proud of? I guess. I'm gonna step out because I'm not the Virginian, the Virginian in the room. But right, I'll, I'll, I'll ask y'all. So which, which Virginia artist am I most proud of? Yeah, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Okay. D'Angelo. Why? why? Why more so than Pharrell and Timbaland? I'm, I mean, and, I'm a and mu- Missy, I guess. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a very musical person. So okay. I, I like instrumentation. I like I, that's what I like, and with D'Angelo, I get that every single time yeah, in a true. different way at an elite level. Yeah, and, and that's just what I like the most. It's just pure, just musicianship. Yeah. Okay. Where to, to, to bring Yinka back into this? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and 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 try to quantify where we put these folks. <laughs> okay. So uh, even though this is it's, it's it's never it's always pointless to do this, but whatever, it's fun. Where would mm-hmm. y'all rank them? In terms of in terms of output contribution talent, okay, mm. output contribution relative to who? Just to 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 each other. Oh, to each other. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. For me, I gotta put Teddy Riley at the top because he's the originator. Like just because you're the originator, doesn't I mean, mean he's not a Virginian, I but I don't I mean, think that he, the sound of Virginia. I'm gonna put him up there. I would uh, put Timberland above Teddy. Teddy I'm Riley. putting Timberland. I'm putting Timberland above Teddy Riley as well. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm putting. I'm putting probably. I'm probably putting Timberland right under him just because okay. Timberland is one of my favorite producers of all time. Uh, but I'm always one of the people that try to give it to the people who create and facilitate for me. Where would we put Missy? And I know that Timberland was heavily involved in a lot of different music, but she mm-hmm. definitely had a lot of musical. Mm-hmm. Contributions and input to her own. And she style also as well. produced. She also produced a lot later yeah. on. And wrote out of this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually would say, "Woo!" <laughs> Can I get a package deal with Timberland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, I would love that. Can yo. I get a package deal? Yeah. But I, uh, for me, I'm throwing Timberland at the top. Let's think about. Let's think about contribution. This mm-hmm. man. All right. So you got Aaliyah blew her up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got genuine. Multi times platinum. Yo, you got some of those arm, some of those genuine beats, or I was, I was into it. Yeah, Even like the so joints. anxious, yeah. and, and, and pony um, differences. Oh my god, the joints he, he was so doing for Jay Z. Yeah. yeah. So then he does he does all of these beats. Steps away. I remember reading an article one day. He's like, I don't even like making hip hop stuff no Yo, more. We were just Step talking away about, from yeah, it. We're, we're gonna actually gonna have that. a whole other yeah. podcast about that. So yeah. <laughs> Let me know and listen to that hey. one. Right. Stepped away from it. Started doing pop stuff. Blew up uh, hey. Nelly Furtado. Yeah, uh, she was huge. Usher Timberlake yeah. from NSYNC into yeah. the black world, into yeah, sure, Blue Eyed Soul, yeah. into the monster that he is. Yeah. Outland that future sex love yeah. sound. Oh my God. The beats I, on that was I forget. I, I heard a, a Timberland uh, interview where he said, I changed the format of urban radio three or four times. Easily. He got so it. Definitely. <laughs> Easily. Did. The the Miles Davis argument. Did Miles Davis say that too? Miles Davis. Uh, there's a there's a famous conversation that took place between Miles Davis and um, President Reagan's Yeah. Oh, that was wife? the one where he said this shit about um, 
What did he say? No, essentially, she, she said some mad him, disrespectful to her. Wait, and, and Nancy Reagan. It was either Barbara Bush or Barbara Bush. It was, Nancy Barbara Bush. Bush. <laughs> it was one of them asked him, uh, so, you know, what brings you to the White House? Wait, like, why, why, why are you, why are you here? here? Yeah, and the, the, the question is, like, she, he's obviously somebody famous, but she wants to know, like, Where's okay, she? like, how are you famous to get here? Right. And he's like, well, I changed the course of music five times. How did is like what, have what you did you done, done aside aside fuck the, the president, president or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> um, that's the hardest shit ever. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> but yeah, the but I guess yeah, I, I didn't even think about it as a, as the Miles Davis thing, even though I've heard that. But quote, it's true, he quote. did. But he did stepped away from, um, blew up that stepped away from it. Then he comes back. He has yeah. a second time around with Jay Z. Uh, did just Jay Z last solo album. He yeah. just executive produced. Oh that. yeah, that's right. And and Empire, he's the Empire. Uh, he, yo, but. <laughs> You and I, I think it was, had a conversation recently about um, Are You That Somebody? Um, the Aaliyah song mm-hmm. off of the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, that joint changed everything. And I remember, I remember this is like the beginnings of me being a DJ. I wasn't even a DJ back then. I was just a dude everybody knew, knew a lot about music. And like, I had a lot of CDs. So people would just invite me to parties to play music. And I remember I was at a party and I was playing music. And I played Are You That Somebody? And I remember the whole party stopped and all the girls just stood up and started doing the choreography. They knew top to bottom the choreography. And the song hadn't even been out that long. Like, and I was like, I think that was the first time I had ever seen something like that. Like, this isn't like um, the electric slide or, or, you know, the cubit shuffle. This isn't something that has instructions to it. But like literally the video impacted everybody to that degree that everybody knew the choreography. Like that shit was crazy. So one thing that I'm, I'm noticing or somebody I'm noticing we're not talking about is the Neptunes. So are we saying that they're a notch below? I am, but I'm, I, I, I'm going to say it's, I'm taking Timberland and, and Neptunes are a notch below. Yes. I'm going to say definitely for yeah. me. Uh, but I think though, I think I, I'll go ahead and do it as a, a salute me or shoot me. But like, I've always felt like, um, particularly Pharrell productions by himself, a lot of them don't strike me the same way they strike other people. Like, I think a lot of his music sounds like elevator music. So, uh, my thoughts on Pharrell are that I like him and I appreciate him. And there are definitely times where I recognize his musical genius. For sure. And there are other times where I don't understand the praise. For one, I don't understand how he ever got a job on The Voice. I mean, that dude can't sing at all. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't understand that. But whatever. But, but he, but I mean, he is a musical mind, though. Sure, but it's, it's. I mean, aren't some of those people like, per, like, kind of producers, or oh, do they all have to be? I super thought that. Do, the, good I singers? thought that. Well, it's like Christina Aguilera's on there, right? Yeah. And the dude from Maroon Five, Adam Levine, is on there. I mean, like, they're singers. Yeah. You know, I mean, and my thoughts on Christina Aguilera in terms of voice are like, I mean, yeah. she's amazing. So yeah, she she's belongs on the voice. Uh-huh. But like, Pharrell is not. A singer, even though he sings, but like that, he shouldn't yeah. be. I don't think he should be applauded for that. Yeah. But what I will say though about the Neptunes is that it's it's so interesting. I remember when all these beats were coming out, like Shake It Fast and uh, I'm a uh, I'm a Hustler Baby, yeah, and uh, the, the Nori huge. joint, the Super Freak, and all yeah. these, even the joints on the on the old Dirty Bastard album, like, all yeah. of these. Neptunes beats are coming out, and I remember how much I loved them at the time. And uh-huh. I go back and I listen to these, and I'm just like. Mm. I'm not feeling them the same way I used to. There's a there's mm. a few that I really really like. Like if you put on the clips joint with Birdman. That, oh, uh, what happened to that boy? That, that shit is fucking. That just sub on that joint. Fire. 
like that 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 is Very one of like the best yeah, hip hop beats I've ever doesn't. heard in my life. Yeah. But then you go back and you listen to like some of the shit he did with Nerd or uh, just like a the like the the, the, the the beats on Blueprint too. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like Yeah, man, man. I, I I agree with you. I, I but I think, you know, um they definitely contributed something in terms oh, of they had a sure. very unique sound. Very unique. And some I, of those I would say joints that, were bang. I would say uh, that I would say that uh actually I think that of all the producers in hip hop, I actually mm. think that the Neptunes had the most unique sound. Mm. The most identifiable mm. and there's a lot of unique sounding producers. I mean you, yeah. you can recognize a quick beat, you can recognize a Dre right, beat, right, right, a Rizzo right. beat, a Premier beat, mm-hmm. a Dilla beat. Like you can reckon but I mean a, a Timbaland beat, but like yeah. That Neptune's beat is like very, very yeah. distinct. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, but I, but one of the things that I will say that is a little bit of a knock, and and it's not even in, in completely negative. Um, the Neptunes are the reason why you can't make beats on a Korg Triton anymore. <laughs> and I don't know if y'all y'all, y'all feel me on that, but like literally, I remember when I first got into making beats, and uh, and back then like you said nobody had equipment so like i had to mp everybody was like son you got to mp at your house yeah you know somebody else had a keyboard somebody else had this so we would try to create jam sessions where we could all come together and and play you know on each other's equipment and i remember uh going to somebody's crib who had the triton and i was so excited to hear the triton and literally, I feel like I just, I made every Neptune's beat in five minutes. Like, I just mm. went through the patches, <laughs> and every patch was a different Neptune's beat. Nah, um, I, I remember once when I was in college, I was a third or fourth year, and I was catching up with a friend from high school. Right. His name is, uh, is Calmont. So mm. if you listen in peace, Calmont. And we were catching up about music, and you yeah. know, both of us had transitioned out of writing uh-huh. lyrics to just making beats and you know he played the saxophone so he was always more musical yeah. but he had a triton and yeah. i remember in that conversation how he was talking about how he needed to find something else because yeah. like the triton was just completely played out you couldn't do a, a damn thing with basically it. and that's yeah. just echoing everything that you're that's saying hilarious. Like that. Agree. Yeah. yeah i uh i have a, a phantom and you know a lot of times people ask me they're like yo you know how like why'd you get the phantom you know rolling phantom and i said well I played with the Triton and I heard every single Neptune's beat ever. Right. Then I heard that Timbaland gets busy on the motif and I love Timbaland. I didn't want to make beats that sounded like Timbaland. The only, the third major keyboard at the time was the Rolling Phantom and it wasn't attributed to any other producer out at the time. And I was like, I just want this because it's going to give me sounds that everybody else doesn't have on right. their shit. So, uh, but, but anyway, back to the, you know, the whole discussion about the Neptunes, like, um, I think they're super talented. I think they're super dope. I think that Pharrell makes better music when Chad is assisting him. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those records that people loved, the change clothes and the frontins, those records sounded alike to me. And they mm-hmm. didn't sound like, they weren't groundbreaking to me. I don't go back and, and listen fondly on those records personally. Some of them I do, some of them I don't. I just think that... Um you know, since that time, like when the Neptunes came out and where I am now, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I always talk about how like I kind of w- went on this musical journey away from hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, I was diving into, you know, classic rock, jazz, Afrobeat, house music, whatever. Like, yep. and I'm just now starting to come back to hip hop. But in doing so, I started, you know, learning how to construct some of this music and going back to listen to some of these Neptunes beats that were really popular. It's just like they're so shallow 
and mm. like flat yeah and there's just not that they don't have the layers of some of this other stuff and i think because yeah. of that uh-huh. that's why i can't put them on the same level as a as a timbaland or but a but to speak of layers though and to throw them right back up in the conversation allure Oh, Lord, um, so, oh by, on the black album? Jay Z on a black oh, album. Oh yeah, oh that joint. That is record got layers, and that record yeah. is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah. have some and, records and that are. Uh, Pharrell sounds good on that too. Yeah, he sounds good on yeah. that. Yeah, and I mean uh, that second clips album. Um, I think it doesn't get. I think maybe only core fans really like really love and respect that album. I think the first album was a lot more palatable to everybody because mm-hmm. they had grinding on it, etc., etc. But that second album. I, I, my brother, my brother and I try to articulate why we love that album so much. Um, the album really sounded like Columbia to us. Like they rapped a lot about how they had to connect in Panama, and they were, you know, <laughs> they were they live and die for Columbia, and they were selling mad. Like yo, the music that the Neptunes did on Hell Hath No Fury sounds like what they were rapping about. Random, random and, question: Where's Khalees from? No idea. How, did she, how the hell did she ever get put on with She that, with was uh, Pharrell's girlfriend. All right. Yeah. That <laughs> she, uh, yeah. She was Pharrell's girlfriend. Um, and she uh, sang the hook on um the ODB. Uh, hey, hey, dirty baby, yeah. I got your money joint. Yo, they got three or four beats on that album. Yeah, she's they're, from New York. Those beats okay. aren't very good either. I'm just, I, 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 I went the, the, the Hey Dirty joint was, was good. Yeah, but I'm talking about the other beats on that oh, album. Yeah. But but in, in in fairness to them, like that album is not very good. So yeah, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but then she had the I hate you so much right now joint yeah. was when she kind of got on her solo tip. But anyway, so to bring it all back together, are we saying that the 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 group the collective idea is that Timbaland is the sound of VA in terms of our pinnacle producer from Virginia? I think, well, if I think that when we, when we do the package deal of Timbaland and Missy, I think we should do that. So remove them. Or who, who, who beats, who beats Timbaland if you, if you put them not together? Uh, who beats, I would just say Missy on her own then. She you think Missy her beats Timbaland? Just on her, on her own. Well, I'm not going to say DJ, oh, D'Angelo. And the reason why I'm not going to say... She's a rapper and a producer. Well, yeah, because uh, as, a, as, a, as a vocalist, yeah. as an actual, you know, as a singer, yeah. I mean, Timbaland can't touch her in terms of the actual oh, yeah, vocal. Of course, of course. Or writer. You know? yeah. Yeah. Or writer. So it's yeah. not even close. So, and the reason why I wouldn't say D'Angelo is because, like I told you, I actually think D'Angelo contributed more to the Philly sound, that mm. Neo Soul sound, mm. than he did to the Virginia sound. Fair. So, yeah. So, Dope. Actually, funny enough, when um, when D'Angelo first came out, you be talking like ninety five ish. I didn't know it nearly as much as I do now. I would say about music, and um, what's the dude that had the uh, sweet potato pie record? <sighs> Domino was also out, and I remember I thought Wait, D'Angelo the, the, the Oakland Domino, yeah, the Cali Domino, and here I remember go, thinking that. Go. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I remember thinking that D'Angelo was from California. Oh, I think I thought oh, that they had the, like a similar the sound. Yeah, the, the cadences yeah, and they're singing. But that's just funny because I mean, obviously now I would never compare the two. But uh, but yeah. Anyway. No, no, no I, I think that. I think that. And, and this is a tangent again. But I remember uh, watching uh, an interview with Bone Thugs. And they asked Bone Thugs, you know, how did you guys come up with your, you know, like your style? Like your style is so different from everybody else. And they said, you know, we used to rap different. We got an opportunity to come out to California to perform for, I think it was for Easy. It was for mm-hmm. Easy. And um, and they heard Domino on the radio. 
And that's when they said, yo, let's do this whole like harmonizing, singing and rap thing. Like that's crazy to me that Domino was their biggest influence. Did he ever did he ever have anything aside from that one album? No. <laughs> See, he, no. His vocals on that were no. kind of nice though. Yo, but that shit was fire, dog. Yeah, that shit would say the pie record and here we go record. Yeah. yeah, he had some joints. But anyway, all right. Anything else we want to uh, we want to uh, touch we're, on? We're kind of running so, over on time, so. Oh, my, I just had a quick question. Yeah. What when you think West Coast sound, who do you think? DJ Quick. Yeah, we we already had that episode, partner. Yeah. And I just wanted just to get a feel for for me. I was gonna say who is the Virginia? Yeah, L.A. L.A. Sound. I'd say DJ Quick. Yeah. And how did how did he get that? Why is it him? Um, because he's created, and I mean, we we kind of really went in depth on this, but uh, but he created the sound of the house party. Yeah. Which I think is like the the quintessential L.A culture thing yeah like you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah okay i just want to see how y'all yeah i to... mean do you have different thoughts oh no 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 i was just trying to understand as to so how, how we can when we wrap up and do this conclusion who is the definitive face and sound of virginia yeah I just we, wonder. and we're going with timbaland and missy on that I yeah see. i think so yeah cool with it um I, yeah i mean i think you know we're gonna have to pivot towards something that has more ties to wu-tang so that my man Andrew <laughs> can get a little bit more into it you know? we, we, we talked about <laughs> you weren't able to you weren't able to weave this one away into a rizza production I, 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 mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned i mentioned rizza i mentioned rizza once or twice oh good all right so um Let's see. The next episode uh, we got coming. We should have another Make It A Classic. We'll have another Make It A Classic on the way. Please, folks, weigh in on what albums y'all want to hear. I, I know which one I want to do. But, uh, you want to you put it out there or you want to wait? Well, because one of the other speak on we want to do, and we, we touched on this briefly, is about what well, you're talking about, like Timbaland, how he went away from hip-hop music. And yeah, so yeah. one of the things that on the next speakeasy, a speak on it we want to do is about like the evolution of like urban music. Yep. And... You know where you know the 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 people who are making urban music now would they have been making you know they're not necessarily making hip hop now yeah. and twenty years ago you know that talent would have you know would have been making hip hop and now they're doing different things right right um and so to lead up to that the make it a classic that I want to do mm. is the Kanye West joint the Yeezus the Yeezus joint. you really yeah, want to do I that really want to do that and I know <laughs> it might be a controversial subject yeah I think we're of, gonna have totally different albums fam. Yo, and I'm looking fine. forward to it. It's fine, but that's yeah, that's yeah. what I want to do. But okay. if the people want to weigh in, they want to do something else. Yeah, we can do let that us know too. what y'all want to do. And and yo, I think you had a comment on that. Which one, Z- Bezo, about the making a classic? Oh, on the Yeezus. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna listen to y'all on that one. <laughs> you know, I I I'll, I'll at y'all about that one offline, but I'll be listening. All right, All right. so yeah, we gonna we gonna sign out here. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we appreciate Bezo for coming on and being our guest. Appreciate man. it, fellas. Yeah, peace, peace, peace. Stop me now, listen to me now, I'm lasting 20 rounds.